Hello and welcome to the Get Your Happy Podcast where I am your host, Tanya B. And we are discussing uh, tips and lessons for healing uh, after trauma, uh, stress, and PTSD. Uh, Today we are in uh, episode um, two, season four. I'm really excited about this topic. Um, As I know, it is time for uh, kids to go back to school. Um, and this is a episode dedicated to all of my uh, teachers, um, all of my um, parental figures and legal guardians. I am introducing this topic. We're talking more in season four about uh, trauma and um, actual experiences uh, that happen um, and how to, uh, be- you know, be- create behaviors um, that can really um, send some healing. Um, so in this topic, season um, season four, episode two, I'm having to repeat that to myself, remind myself, we're in season four, I can't believe it already. Um, so in this episode, um, we're talking about how um, speaking to our kids after trauma happens um, or after any kind of difficult situation happens. So um, recently we've experienced, I, I know I was speaking with one of my colleagues and she mentioned, wow, it's been such a long week. And a part of that being, um, you know, we experienced over the weekend prior, um, you know, two mass shootings, um, in, in Ohio and El Paso and, um, you know, we're just experiencing right now just a big, I, I, I just say it's, you know, it's, it's turmoil in a sense of, um, you know, separation. We're having, you know, families being, um, separated from ICE. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking. And so, um, as adults and, um, I, um, I don't, I don't have kids. I have my, you know, my dog and, but I can only imagine the fear and the, you know, just trauma of of being separated from your child. Um, or, you know, the, just being in those shoes of, um, the child who is, you know, searching and longing and there's this, you know, empty space. Okay. So, in this episode, um, you know, grab grab something to write with if you need it. Um, of, of course, you can always rewind it back. Um, but we're talking about um, again speaking to our, our little ones when when trauma happens. So, and you know, they may not be that little. They may actually be a teen. We still want to have that conversation regardless of age. Um, adults, we should have that, you know, we have the inner child within ourselves. And when trauma happens, sometimes that it's the inner child that is um, just needing to feel safe. We all need to feel safe. Um, Okay, so um, let's get started. (laughs) So I wanted to have this discussion because like I said, kids are, you know, one, they're going back to school. um, If they're if they're not already, if they didn't go last week, um, as a country, we have dealt with some turmoil in the past week, and it's, um, it's, it, like I said, it's challenging having to send, um, you know, your family members out the door 
and you're having to exercise your trust and just really hoping um, they return in the same way that they left. Okay, so when difficult experiences or trauma happens, it's critical that we create a space that is healthy for them to be vulnerable. Sometimes experiences can allow us to become closed off and isolated. To avoid this from happening, we want to develop five key skills to, um, to have when we're speaking to our family members when these situations happen, not just to them, but for others. So this experience may not happen directly to them, but if they are a part of that experience, then yes, those conversations still need to happen. Or if, you know, if they were just innocent bystander and they, you know, see something happen, that conversation still needs to be had. Okay. So to really kind of give an example here, if we if we try to grasp or convey the emotions of someone that's about 10 years old, that processing of information, it it is very reactive, right? So when those emotion when those experience happen, it's a space of that, you know, it's it's losing a sense of of communication and it's, you know, how do I react? Okay. That part of them is not yet developed. And so it's really trying to interpret, you know, interpret what is happening around them. Okay. So it's, it becomes, you know, it's, it's different than as how we react when we're, you know, in our adult self. Okay, so number one, it's about being able to guide this person, this little person, this innocent being into drawing or acting out their feelings. So being able to um, speak about your feelings and your inner thoughts can be really, you know, it's challenging. So being able to connect with your little person um, and in a gentle way to create a warm and inviting space. Okay. So if it takes, you know, bringing out sheets of paper or construction paper, colorful paper, you know, maybe even a vision board and crayons and markers and color pencils and saying, you know, allowing them to draw those feelings. And again, all of these exercises that you hear in this podcast is going to be something that can also be used for the adult that is still struggling with the inner child, okay, that has experienced a lot of trauma, okay? So really guiding, you know, guiding this person when when these experiences happen, guiding them into acting out um, or drawing out their feelings, because sometimes it can be difficult to put them into words. But we, as, you know, as a visual um, person, it it may be better to put it in color, right? Or or put it on paper. Okay. So this is an opportunity to really get to know um, their mind, you know, their mindset, the condition of their mindset and where they are. Um, And like I said, if you can have them act it out, you know, if it takes, you know, teddy bears and, 
you know, toys um, but or, or figures. And so that way they're able to fully express and translate where they are emotionally in this experience. So I want to share this quote uh, by Mr. Rogers. I think we all can relate to this, you know, figure who we may have all watched in television. I did definitely. Uh, it was definitely one of my safe and fun, um, you know, figures to watch, uh, Mr. Rogers. And so um, he has a quote and I just love it. It says, if we don't let children know it's okay to feel sad and scared, they may think something is wrong with them. And when they do feel that way, if we can help them accept their own feelings as a natural and nor and as natural and normal, their feelings will be much more manageable for them as um, in that in that present moment and as they get older. So I thought that was a really um, a really good quote. Um, you know, we all know that you know he was liked by many of us as we were as we are younger, and if we're able to introduce this uh, you know individual. Um, you know, rest in peace. But if we're able to be able to uh, introduce him, um, it was always that warm and inviting spirit that he had. So I'll repeat this again. Maybe you want to write it down. If we don't let children know it's okay to feel sad and scared, they may think something is wrong with them. And when they do feel that way, it can help them in when they do feel that way, they tend to isolate. So I don't, I don't know. I think I missed one of the periods there, but it can allow them to isolate if they think something is wrong with them. But if we create a space and let them know that their feelings are normal and that they can actually accept those feelings, it can be, it becomes more manageable for them um, in that, in that space that they could be in. Right. Um, and it teaches them really to, you know, as the adult self, we learn to accept those feelings and know that it's OK to feel. All right. Um, so number two, now that we know that we can guide them um, in acting out our feelings, um, acting out their feelings. The next is being able to set a space of honesty and safety. We want our children to be able to open up um, and we want to open the floor, open the room for honesty. We want them to be able to come to us um, and, you know, we want them to be able to trust us um, and we want them to feel safe. You want your child to be able to trust you um, and they want, you know, they learn very quickly what is truth and what is not. Um, so when trauma happens, the mind can replay repetitive images of unsafety. Um, it's critical um, opportunity to allow vulnerability without shame or feeling guilty, letting your child know that they are safe and that their honesty will be accepted without judgment can build trust. This builds trust in you as, you know, mom or dad or, 
you know, stepmom, stepdad, or aunt, auntie, whoever is listening um, to this uh, podcast right now, you know, or as a teacher, I think this is also great, you know, because let's face it, they see their teacher five days a week, you know, for however many hours, um, or this mentor, they, you know, our children, um, they, you know, if you're in that role, you play a, a very big role um, in, you know, other other people's children. Um, so being able to create a space of honesty and safety. Um, and any and, and um, shout out to any uh, coaches <laughs> that are listening. Um, so physical coaches, I think that is great too. I know a lot of children um, love that opportunity to be active and um, you know have that creativity and stimulation. Um, so that's number two is um, creating a space of, of honesty and and safety. Okay. Um, another little tip here. When trauma happens and you're looking to gather information about their feelings and their emotions or simply what happened the day, um, that day, um, or just building dialogue, when you're building that space of, of uh, safety um, and, and honesty, another tip here is that you can offer a comfort item. Um, so this is what I do with clients whenever they come to me and, it, you know, I, I'm having a difficult time really working with my clients or they're having a difficult time just opening up. I suggest a comfort item, whether that's a blanket, a teddy bear, you know, a, you know, a lucky um, sock or, you know, something, a marble, anything that uh, brings that feeling of safety. Um, so make sure you utilize that as a, you know, a backup option. If you feel like there is a little bit of pushback or, you know, isolation of not, you know, not feeling safe. Um, so this can, like I said, it can help, it can help children, but it can also help adults. I think it is really, really good that even adults use this, you know, so, uh, number Oh, so and uh, one other piece I really want to say here is um, when you're asking questions, you know, or in, in trying to probe a little bit with um, getting your child to speak, um, you can, you know, again, create a space of safety. So saying things like, how can I help you feel safe and support you through this challenging moment? Or how can I allow you to feel safe? Or how can, you know, mommy or daddy make you feel um, comfortable? So saying, asking questions like that um, can also allow them to, you know, open up in a way because you're letting them know that their feelings matter. Okay. So number three, um, this is um, pretty critical um, when expressing your feelings as a parent and legal guardian is you yourself have to own and display your very own feelings. So being able to express your feelings, let your child or children um, or students, like I said, if I'm listening, if I have teachers listening in, um, see that you are human as well. And see that you also 
have emotions and have your own experiences. And so if you show them that you are working through your own feelings, this can also show them that you can handle anything that may not be so positive. You know, if if it's, you know, potentially um, not so good news that you're getting, this shows them how you too can handle and manage your very own emotions um, and, you know, showing them that you can still get centered and, and move forward in a healthy way. Um, so being able to, you know, translate what that looks like still in a safe way, <clears throat> you know, you, these very same steps, these, uh, you know, skills that you adapt um, for them, you can adapt, you, you know, cultivate that for yourself as well. So that's number three, is being able to own and express your own emotions and translating it in a way that's still safe and showing them that you can handle news that isn't so, you know, positive as well. Excuse me. So number four, is to know when it's time to seek professional help. Okay. When trauma happens, it can, you know, it can be a little frightening and it's daunting. And so as parents and as guardians, because again, um, teachers and all of that, I know there isn't a manual, (laughs) um, when you're dealing with, you know, a whole nother little human. And so, as parents and as guardians, we want to be able to have all the answers, right? And so children can sense a fib. (laughs) They know when you're telling that story about Santa Claus or, you know, um, I don't know, the birds and the bees, you know, (laughs) where do babies come from? You know, they, they know these stories, And they know, (laughs) they know, I laugh because, you know, I just having a conversation with uh, one of my um, associates, her little, um, her daughter, and we were having a conversation about, you know, where do babies come from? And I'm, (laughs) I'm like, oh, no. Where do I, where, how do I, how do I come up with a story? And, you know, I'm telling the whole stork story and, and, you know, keeping up with that. And she goes, that's not true. I don't believe that. I don't, I don't know. And, you know, our (laughs) kids are so sweet. And so, you know, they, I think it's, what I think is funny is that as we get older, We don't use our intuition. And when we're, you know, when we're children, that inner child, we, we know, we know when something isn't right. (laughs) And so they, they have a sense of sensing, you know, truth and it's okay to own the, phrase of of not knowing, owning the sense of not knowing, okay? So when we don't have all the answers, it's okay to just say, hmm, I really don't know. And when we do that, you know, when you do that, 
you again build trust. Okay. You know, because that's what it's really built off of. You know, when you're when you're a kid, there's a sense of, you know, exploration and curiosity and, and learning and freedom and fulfillment and joy. But then there's also the biggest part in growing. And this also goes for the adults who is struggling with that inner child inside is trust. That's the biggest part. You know, as a guardian, as a, you know, parental figure, a mentor, a teacher, an aunt, an uncle, a godmother, a grandma, we have to practice trust when we allow our children to flourish, right? And to go out and, you know, allow them to just grow. There's the biggest part is trust. And when that trust is broken, when trauma happens, when stress happens, when anxiety happens, when they go out and they're bullied, when they go out and, you know, and, you know, a car runs the red light, when these things happen, that trust is broken. And so that child is looking to you. Okay. And that's why we're going through these skills is how do we prepare for this? Or how do I, I wasn't ready for this or to have that conversation about, you know, the birds and the bees, you know, and we have to make sure that we're guiding them on how to act out their feelings right? To create a a, a space of safety, honesty, and integrity, being available and and, and figuring out how can I support you through these challenges, okay? Or, you know, learning about what you saw on television, how did that make you feel? And what can I do to make you feel safe and loved, right? How can I be there for you? And How do I manage my very own feelings and show you a healthy way to make movements? And, you know, now we're at number four is, you know, knowing when it's okay to say, I really don't know, honey. I don't know how, how to, how that works, but let's explore together. Let's find out together, owning up and saying, I really don't know. So you build that bond together. You grow together. You begin to learn and explore the depths of your curiosity and know that it's okay to ask for help in any situation without feeling shameful or guilty. I love that one. So what I want you to write down on your notepad in front of you, if you have it, or your memo pad, if you're utilizing your phone um, or tablet, is a resource, uh, ready.gov. It's, uh, and that's ready, R-E-A-D-Y.gov. Um, it's called Listen, Play, Connect. Uh, it's a psychological first aid for teachers and students. Um, that's a, it's a PDF um, that you can uh, take a look at there. Um, 
and disaster distress hotline um, at it's Sam S A M like Mary H like Harry S like Sam A dot gov. So Sam H S A dot gov. So that's for the disaster distress hotline. Also be mindful. You could always, um, you know, have other resources like comp psych, um, or, uh, resources through your employer as well as your child's, um, you know, school or after school programs. Okay. So make sure you're writing those down and put it in the space where you'll always see it on the fridge. Okay. Uh, and so lastly, the very last skill <laughs> is to protect your well-being as a mentor, as a parental figure, legal guardian, um, is being able to protect your well-being and get your happy. So dealing with stressful or traumatic events can be draining, as we know. Um, and seeking healthy activities to boost your mood can put you back in great space, um, you know, for holistic other opportunities. And so creating that uh, time you know, for yourself or creating a, you know, parents in, in, you know, son or daughter dates, um, can teach your, you know, it teaches your child that challenges are temporary and, you know, these bright and sunny days come right back. Okay. It, it, you know, it's hard to see, you know, the different traumas that we see on television or in the paper or in the news or right in front of us. And so if we, you know, take care of us in a way of, you know, what's healthy, it really allow, allows us to um, enjoy those healthy activities and put us back in a space of who we are at our core, which is, you know, our, our you know, our, our best self. OK, it, it really paints a picture for them that, OK, I get it now. You know, sometimes I fall down, I scrape my knee, but I can actually get back up. You know, it was temporary. You know, I cried it out and I can move on. Okay. So um, that's it for this podcast. I loved it so much. Um, I think it, I think it's, it's good that we, you know, had these um, authentic uh, tools to listen to because, you know, we, again, there are no manuals. And when we have resources like this podcast or, you know, other resources online or with our employer and, you know, programs, it really shows that, you know, that we can move past these very, you know, toxic and, you know, hurtful situations. And yes, they are temporary. We can move forward. And, you know, I can translate this to my child and, you know, practice and exercise trust and show them that, you know, this world can be safe and, you know, it can be a positive experience. So um, I really, uh, you know, hope you enjoyed this podcast, this episode today. And, you know, I know that, you know, having these difficult conversations with children can be, it can be challenging. However, just being able to create a, you know, a safe space for both yourself and your child can be, you know, it's liberating, it's comforting knowing that the, these type of tools are available. So 
Um, yeah, so I hope I see you back on the next uh, Get Your Happy podcast. I hope you enjoyed this. If you have anything you want to share um, below, whether it's, um, you know, feelings that you may have or feelings that, you know, your child may have and you want to share that, make sure you share it um, either below uh, in any comment section on the um, podcast here on SoundCloud, Apple iTunes, or if you want to send me a message um, on, you know, Twitter uh, at Tanya B. Drake or Tanya's Art of Happy um, on Instagram, um, I would love to hear your thoughts and your experiences or how you're feeling in a space of um, creating healthy conversations for your child. So uh, I will see you back. Remember to live abundantly, love your authenticity, and radiate mm, all that organic happiness. See you back on the next Get Your Happy episode.